Well, hey there, and welcome to Live It Out, a podcast here at Centenary Church in Lexington, Kentucky, about faith and the 21st century. What does it mean to live as followers of Christ in a post-Christian society today? Each week, we're going to have the amazing opportunity to talk with people across the globe who are committed to walking through this life with Jesus and hear their thoughts and experiences of the Christian life in an ever-changing and hurting world. We hope that this encourages you and helps you in any way. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. Welcome to Live It Out. I'm James Williams, and it's always great to be with our podcast community. Thanks for joining us today. This is a first of a three-part series that we're doing today on vision. I'm excited to be talking about vision and what it means not only for us in ministry, but also for us as individuals in our individual lives. I'm with two great guys today. They're staff members here at Centenary. We have first to my left, Zach Davis. Zach is the pastor of evangelism and uh, is a... Well, you can, you can talk out loud. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> the evangelism and discipleship, and he does a good job with that. He really, really does. Welcome, Zach. Thank you, James. Is it good to be here? It's good to be here. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. <laughs> and then we have our next guest is Spencer Berrios. Yes, sir. Spencer is our pastor of young adults yes, sir. here at Centenary. And uh, these two guys I have found in talking with them are great when it comes to vision. Now, they have great vision. What we're going to find out today is if they can talk about vision. It's true. And so it's important. Yeah. My right eye is actually twenty thirty. So. Okay. Well, since point. we're speaking about vision, I went into <laughs> seminary with 2010 vision, and I came out with 2025. Oh, man. Yeah, so now I'm below average, and I was <laughs> I was top 10% going in because Dude, of all the reading. That's amazing. It was awful. All right, now, we, now that we know the health histories of these guys, <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, vision actually this important and what we see. Um, that's an interesting thing that you guys will bring that up, because what we see is really important. And uh, it's what we see physically. It's what we see in the spirit. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this over the next uh, few weeks is that I think probably most leaders, probably most people mistake strategy for vision. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been really dealing with that a lot as a pastor, as I think about the future, especially coming out of the pandemic. Because going into the pandemic, I thought I knew all about vision. And what I found out very quickly is that I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. And it also was changing really quickly based on what was happening in the world. And so as I started thinking about it, I thought I'm not I'm probably not the only one that that struggles through some of this, especially in the world we're in right now. And I think as the people of God, our vision is always in and from God, mm. or it should be. What do you think, Zach? Yeah. It it has to come from God first, or we're going to move three three degrees off into a different direction, and you spend your whole life doing that, and you can be miles and miles and miles away from where well, you need to be. Yeah, and that's and and that's something that I've dealt with so often. I remember when you actually came on staff here. You really would push me on the vision. You want to know the kind of the specifics of mm-hmm. the vision of what I was looking to to do and to see what was going to happen in the future. And I appreciated that because Scripture does tell us, we were talking about this earlier, that if there is no vision, 
people what you know perish yeah. they perish or they cast, they cast off, off restraint cast off restraint i've always liked that that translation because i think really what that verse means is that if we don't have vision then folks are going to go in all directions well, there's going to be no vision strength. is like a yeah. it's like a picture frame you know it gives a limit to where we're going what we see so that we can work within those bounds yeah yeah but without the frame there's nothing to create order and proportion yeah yeah i think so too i think so too and and the other piece of this for me is that i think that younger people coming into the church right now they expect to know what the vision is and i think you know there was a time in the church when people would they they'd hook up with a church and they would think okay this is i like this church i like the preacher i like the music we're going to stay here um my experience has been over the past few years is that when younger families and younger people come into the church, they're really looking for a vision because the vision, I think, gives meaning. Don't you think, Spencer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's kind of human nature to almost question some kind of you know, life, reality, anything like that. And, and people want to know, like, I mean, okay, take, take us, for example. Um, I mean, the American dream, like, has such a focus on the future. Let's make your life, like, if you toil and toil and toil up to this point that your future is, man, one day it's just going to look great. And, I mean, even me, like, I- I've been taught as a young kid of, like, what's your future going to look like? How are you How are you doing things now that are going to set you up for a career, a family? And I'm. <laughs> it's funny because... Um, Kind of when you're you're in a relationship too, um, and it's, this is so true, and you guys can probably attest to this as well. Um, I got married about a year and a half ago, and so when when my, me and my wife were dating, it was always when you guys getting engaged, and then when you got engaged, when's the wedding date, and then when you get married, when's the first kid, when you have the first kid, when's the second kid, and so it's just like there's always this, just such a uh, a lack of, I guess just desire to stay in the present like we're mm-hmm. always just so focused on what's next what's coming and and that's good to have vision in that aspect but i mean we fall so victim to to being able to just constantly having our brains go there and there and there um without really seeing and so oftentimes we we have this vision we have this um place that we're looking forward to but how to get there that's where we fall into the biggest trap. And so not knowing how to get there. Um, and so the biggest thing with vision, it's just that question of why, like why, why, why? And if you, the more that you can detail that question of why out, the better your vision's going to be. That's so, that's so right. I think, I think a good vision has very little to do with the how. Yeah, because that's really what we're trained, I think, to focus on, whether you've been trained in business or you've been trained in ministry, especially to do kind of church work or ministry work. You think about, all right, how are we going to do this? We know that we want to see growth. We know we want to reach people for Jesus Christ. How are we going to do it? I don't think that how even comes into the the picture at all until we know the why. Absolutely. And so that, I love it that you're saying that because that is so, so important. The why is the big, big question mark. And once you hit the why, then people will begin to say, I want to be a part of that. You can actually yeah. have two hows yeah. that are identical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With different whys. 
and produce completely different fruit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's it, 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 I was reading not long ago, I may get this this information right, I don't know, but in 8 in the year 871 um King Alfred of England was trying to figure out, okay, the Danes the, the, the Dane people, they were going to come and they were going to take over mm-hmm. the land. Yeah. And so King Alfred was like, all right, what, are, what do we do here? Because we are, we, we can, we can fight them when they come on land, but what we really need to do is head them off at the pass. Well, the pass was, they were coming over on the sea. They were coming into the land by the ocean. Yeah. No one had ever tried to figure out how to fight on the ocean before. Everybody knew how to fight in a big field battlefield. But no one had ever really uh, fought on the ocean. And he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to train our armies to go out into the sea. And when the Danes start coming, we're going to fight them in the water. We're not going to wait till they get to the land. And so he had this vision for what could be. And he began to just really put some things in place that nobody had ever thought of before. I mean, no one had ever done this. And, And his why was, not only do I want to protect my people, but I want to grow grow, grow this, this land that I'm already on. And so he sent these, these warriors out into the ocean. No one had ever done it before. And they totally defeated the Danes. And after that, you know, this, this part of England had the the greatest growth really in its history. If you read the history of it, well, after King Alfred died and the next King came, I've forgotten the next King. Do you know I don't, I don't know. I thought Zach might know. He's the brain of this outfit. <laughs> Just has but, a list but, of English kings. But the next king that came in, his thing was, we've got the greatest place ever. And we don't, we don't, we got a great army. We don't really need to look at the future. We just need to live this good life that we have now because we've taken this land. We fought everybody off. And he didn't have any vision, and the Danes ended up coming back and taking over well, I mean, all you, that. You don't even have to go to English history to get that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can look in the Old Testament. Absolutely. And the good kings were ones that knew the why, that remembered the law, that kept moving towards God and his desires. And then usually it was their sons, and usually it was in the third or fourth generation. Well, yeah. you know, we yeah. got things going really That's well, right. and we forget. Or yeah. we just uh, we move a little off that vision. We introduce other things into it, and we know the result. Absolutely. Well, this is a biblical thing for us, and you know I've talked to people before um, who think really vision is more of a business thing. Mm-hmm. You know that vi- that the, using that kind of language is more of a business model. And it's really not true. The more I think about it and the more I try to lead with vision, I think about the fact that everything God has really set in front of us is about is about vision. I yeah. mean, if you think about creation, what was creation about? That was that was really about vi- vision when you read the creation story. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. It was about it was about vision, and you can go through the Old Testament yeah. and the New Testament and just go down the line and see that every single promise that God gives us in Scripture really is a vision. Yeah, it's for what can be. Absolutely, I mean, you see that you see that. I mean, one since page one, like creation, like how God orchestrates things, um, creating the seas and then creating animals for the seas, and so it's like everything He did was with a purpose, um, and then. 
you know, sin and all that happened, humanity just plunged into darkness. Um, and then the vision for how God is going to orchestrate this, this saving of humanity. I mean, you look at Abraham, the first thing that God says to him yeah, is you're going to have descendants yeah. as numerous as the stars. Yep. And so he gives Abraham this vision that one day there's going to be people. And th- I mean, we're not and talking. Abraham misunderstands the vision. Exactly. Right? He, he sees it in human terms, but God sees it. Oh yeah. The how. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, you're right. Abraham goes right to the how, not the why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going to give me billions and billions of children. Well, I got to get to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, I mean, even asking that same thing of how is that possible? I mean, when, when God tells that Abraham that Sarah's going to have a, a child, he's just like, no way in the world. Like, how, how is my line going to enter through my very old wife? And I mean, just God continually does this. And he does it so beautifully in pieces that he, he helps shape that vision. Fast forward to Moses, um, the Israelite nation. Who are they going to be? They're going to be a, a kingdom of priests. They're going to be people who help the nations and lead them back into God. And so we see God just orchestrate these different kinds of, of aspects that when you put the whole Bible narrative together, you see like, oh man, that yeah, was it. Yeah. But God just piecing those new people, next generation, next generation. I mean, it's just so cool. And and what that says is like, God, God cares. God has a vision and he cares about us having the same vision That's and right. us knowing. Right. And so for it to just be a business thing, like, yeah, what's your mission and vision statement? How are you going to make money? How are you going to generate revenue? How are you going to lead your employees? How are you going to make a corporation that's going to be, you know, very systematic and everything? Yeah. But I mean, we take it to the basics. If if the Bible is true and the Bible is is not just talking about Christianity or Judaism and the Bible is actually talking about human life altogether, then that means that God has a a single vision for how the entire world is going to orchestrate. And we see that coming to fulfillment in Revelation, that one day all of humanity is going to be back with God, but it was set since the very beginning of how God was going to do that for for the world. So it's just so cool. It really is. It really is. And when you really understand how God's used vision throughout history, it's even, I think it draws you closer in. Uh, to God's plan for not only us as a people, but but individually. You know, I tell you, the big mis- people have asked me the mistakes I've made around vision over over the years of my ministry, and I used to would have said, you know, I did it the best I could. I I, I always knew that vision was important. I did. I prayed. Um, I've gotten better at writing stuff down and and really, you know, trying to really create the future in my mind, but. I, but I got too involved in that, and I started to create the future in the mind of James Williams, mm-hmm. and and I knew how to I knew how to make it holy. I knew how to make it sanctified and talk about it in a way that, well, this is church work, so yeah. this is this has got to be from God. But the one thing that I've really learned about vision is that worship and prayer have to always precede vision. And in my early years of ministry, I don't think I really did that. I just saw because they connect you to God's grace, yeah, and they give you His heart. You know, I th- I think God gave me a vision for my life when I was twelve or thirteen, and then worked on me to concretize that vision. And I can take you back to the place in rural Kentucky where I was sitting on the side of a hill. I was working for somebody, and I was reading a book, and it invited you to uh, make a rule of life. And I was reading this, and uh, 
The question was, what does God want out of your life? And of course, yeah. the catechism tells us that the chief end of man is to serve God and to glorify him forever. Now, we all do that in different ways, right? Because we're part of a body. We're not all going to serve God and glorify him in the same way, because God can't get a multiplicity of glory. So I, I thought that I was going to be a pastor and a farmer, right? And I had a how as to how that vision would take place. Mm. But that author of that book invited me to delight myself in the Lord and give him the desires of my heart. So I, I, I can take you back to the journal. I wrote out the desires of my heart. I want to be a farmer. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a father. Yeah. I want to be a husband. And I had a very particular how of what I thought that would look like. And I can tell you 12 years later that God has given me every single one of those yeah. back, but in a way that I could have never, ever asked or imagined. Yeah. So the vision was there, and God gave me the vision, but he led me through a very circuitous path to get there. Yeah, and that's the way it happens. But only through a continual connection to the local church, a continual growing in the life of prayer, worship, was God able to continue to do the work that he needed to do to bring me to the place he needed to bring so that he could do what he wanted to do in and through me. That's exactly what I've, I've found, Zach, because I've really tried. I mean, I can honestly say I've tried to do it so many different ways. And when I just kind of went back to the basics and said, all right, worship and prayer is going to be the, the main thing here. That's going to be the main thing for me. It's going to be the main thing for my family. It's going to be the main thing for my ministry. It was just like this this vision or the plans just began to unfold. And all I had to do was really step into it. Yeah. What I had to do, uh, discernment was the big piece then. Mm-hmm. Is this where I need to step right now or not? And every time God opened the door. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, just listening to what both of that is, like you come back to this point of foundation. You come back mm. to the basics yeah. of what you said. And That's I think it. every single time what God's doing there, he's just reorchestrating the why again. And the more that you think about it and the more that you, you know, we try and figure out how we're going to do all these things and how we're going to make this vision. I mean, the truth about vision isn't it, it, the word behavior, the word action, the word work, anything that's not part of a vision. Yeah. You can't have a vision and tie it with behavior. Vision solely rests in the in the heart and mind. It's this point of understanding, okay, take it from the business perspective. Why do we exist as a business? Yeah. That has nothing to do with action. That's just simply stating, hey, we're going to ground ourselves in this route. And then it turns into you know a church, or it even goes as far down to an individual. It's just like, why Why do I exist as a human being? And what you were saying, Zach, too, it's just like it comes back to this point of I solely exist to worship and know God. That's it. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with action. And so I think that's the biggest mistake that we all can make with vision is just we immediately go to, here's the vision. God placed me in this to be a farmer pastor. Awesome. Why? Well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this because of it. No, like why? Well, maybe he's, you know, 
called me into that. Maybe he's putting something on my life. Okay, why? And you kind of just get to keep breaking that apart of just getting down to the basics. I mean, why do I exist? And why is God even giving me this vision? It's just solely for the fact of he, he's got the vision yeah. and he knows what it's going to look like for our life as well as the entirety of the life of the world. And so it's just understanding that question, why, why do I exist? What is, what is my purpose? But taking the behavior and the, the, uh, the action side out of it, yeah. I think it's huge with vision. It is. And that, that's what I mean by the discernment piece. I mean, really, instead of trying to create something that you want to do or to create something you want to be even, you, you allow God to shape that and then you just discern through it and decide what are your next steps. As a matter of fact, I really think, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but I think that vision is, is from God like wisdom is from God. I believe vision is from God like love is from God. I, I really believe that that's how important vision is to not only living out ministry, if you're called into ministry, but living it out as a as an individual in our individual lives. Yeah. So, well, we've run out of time today, but we're going to be talking about this over the next couple of podcasts. So I hope that you'll you'll give us a, a, a subscribe or click in so that we can let you know what's coming up. If you will subscribe and also give us a review. Um, I'm, you know, if you have to give us one or two stars, it's okay. That'll, that'll keep us chomping at the bit to do better, but, um, give us, give, give us a, a review and, um, subscribe to the podcast. It's on every platform. So whether it's, whether you're on Apple or Spotify, whatever you're listening on right now, um, every time there's a new podcast, we let people know what's coming up. So Again, thanks to our podcast community. We look forward to being with you next time. We're going to keep talking about vision, so uh, be sure to be sure to listen to the upcoming podcast. And uh, in the meantime, keep praying, keep uh, your head up, live it out. That's what this is all about. We want to live out the precepts of Jesus, and uh, I'm excited to be doing it with you and even these guys right here. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Live it out. Faith and the 21st Century is a production of Centenary Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Join lead pastor James Williams each week as we engage Christian leaders around the world. Be sure to subscribe today and leave a review of our podcast. To connect with us further, visit our website at lexchurch.com. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to joining you next week. Until then, love one another and live it out.